This episode of the Scatterbrain Hour has 100% full spoilers for Mutant Mayhem. Up, y'all? This is indeed the Imagine Like a Villain, singing like Bob Dylan, keep it on those dumb stuff for us. And, um, alright, so let's give, give this people some context, because this is like the first of, um, this is the first of hopefully many in the future, where, um, uh, okay, so let me give people context. I'm doing just, this is just audio. I'm not doing a video, um, because I just want to feel free. I don't feel like setting up no camera or nothing like that. I just want to have, you know, you know, just unedited, you know, conversation about um, TMNT, Mutant Mayhem. Now, I recently did a roundtable with Queen G and Brookston and Shang and Exile, and I wanted to include Alex in it. But because of the scheduling, I could only do it on a certain day, and so Alex wasn't able to do it. But I'm with him now. And Alex has been on two of my podcasts. He was on uh, the Wakanda Forever episode and the Ant-Man episode. And I really value his opinion as when it comes to movies. Plus, I've been friends with him since high school. And we always have these crazy conversations over the phone. And so, uh, and, and you know, I want to know his take on Meet and Mayhem. So, uh, what's up, Alex? <laughs> what's good, bro? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. You know, it's Sunday. You know what I'm saying? This is, uh, I go back to work tomorrow. I'm not really looking forward to that. I'm trying to be positive about it, but. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, there's never enough weekend, though. Never, never enough weekend. Just getting back on the grind, but I'm actually ready to make some some money again because I spent way too much money this summer. Um, and so anyway, um, me mayhem. Um, because there's a lot when I when I did the roundtable, there was a lot of things I didn't get a chance to say, and I didn't get and I didn't think about all those things until I stopped record. And I was like, man, I forgot about this part and that part. And, you know, uh, overall, I did like the movie. It took two tries for me to watch that movie to really like it because the first time I watched it, there was a kid and they were making a lot of noise and talking during the whole movie. And, um, you know, I I think a lot. Yeah, yeah, man, it was it was like, yeah, if people are listening or whatever, if I know it's a kid's movie and everything like that. But, uh, you know, have the decency. If your child doesn't know how to behave himself in a movie theater, have the, the decency to get a babysitter because people pay like $18 a pop for a ticket nowadays. And, you know, they want to enjoy the movie. So, um, but overall, I, I, I like the film. There's the things I really didn't get to say in the in the, in the original um, the roundtable discussion, which is available to listen on all major platforms. Um, I didn't get the, I get, I didn't really get a chance to say like, um, there's so much in that movie that I liked, but there's also the things that I didn't like that were so heavy, uh, it kind of balances it all out. You know, like if you're looking at it on the scale, it's just like there's a lot of things I liked, but the things that I didn't like, maybe like two or three things were really heavy. And one of those things I didn't like was Splinter's origin story. You know, I thought it was very oh, different, man. you know, than what I'm used to, you know, um, and I look, I do look at it in a way of like what Brookston was saying. He was like, he feel like this is like an Elseworlds Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Where, you know, I look at it that way, but it's just like, it's just certain things. Is I feel like shouldn't change, but I have right. a theory. But I have a theory behind it, which kind of gives me comfort. Which is, I don't think Spinner was being a hundred percent honest with the boys as far as his own personal no. origin. You I was know, thinking um, the same thing. You were thinking it. I was thinking it. Well, you know, you said full spoilers, right? Full spoilers, hundred percent. Let's go for it. Okay. With the mid credit scene, with you know, when the shredder showed up, I'm like, okay, maybe they are going to go back and like be like, yo, I didn't tell you the whole story. Because remember, they had got in trouble for being out too long, and Splinter was like, you know, as punishment, he gonna tell them his story. You know what I'm saying? That his bad interaction with humans or whatever. And, you know, and then when they grown, he was like, you know, and just for that, I'm going to tell you the, the long version. And then he went into right. the long version. But what if that's not the longest version? I'm hoping so. Because the whole learning in jitsu from a book thing that carried over from the Michael Bay movies, I'm, I'm not feeling that. Right. I'm, I'm I, know, that, I, I that's I mean, there's a lot of things I ain't feeling about the Michael Bay joints. But, uh, oh, but so like, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, it's not just that. It's like, okay, I know, I know, I know Jackie Chan. He's from Hong Kong. He's not from Japan, but still, you you hire an Asian actor to do to do to do the voice of Splinter. So why would you do that if his origin isn't of uh, of being of Asian descent isn't important? So I'm like, okay, either you're a rat from Japan, right, 
or you were yeah. Hamato Yoshi, just like in the cartoons, you were Hamato Yoshi, you hung out with a, you got uh, ex, uh, exiled by the foot, you moved to New York, hung out with a bunch of rats, and, you know, touched the mutagen and whatever with the turtles, and because, you know, you're human and you touched them, they became more human-like, and then vice versa. You know what I'm saying? And I think what it is, is like, because, you know, as a human being exiled by the foot and you know how human beings can be, you know, you give them that you give them this, this, this narrative that all humans are bad, you know what I'm saying? But it would be, I think he's actually human and he turned into a rat. And I think one of the bigger conflicts in the second film will be, it's like, hold on, you've been, you've been telling us humans are bad all this time, but yet you're a human yourself. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think it's going to, I think that's going to reveal and that, and also that will, you know, um, have, you'll have a connect, you know, there'll be a connection between Hamato Yoshi and Oroku Saki, who is Shredder. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's Shredder. Um, so that gave me comfort and I'm like, okay, I'm cool. With, if, if that, if that's how it's going to be, then I'm cool with that. Yeah. And all, and also because all of the mutants are living, you know, with them, I think that would cause a divide as, as well with all the mutants because, you know, Bebop and Rockstead living with them is kind of weird to me and as, as well as the other mutants, you know, I don't know. It's not what I'm used to. Um, yeah. Uh, another thing I, I had a hard time wrapping my head around, the actor that does the voice of Michelangelo, Shaman Brown Jr. Yeah. You know, I, 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 a great young guy. I just cannot. The voice doesn't match to me with Michelangelo. I mean, but I love I love his take on it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. With, with Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there was another African, there was an African African American actor who did the voice of Michelangelo, and I, I really accepted his take on it. it. It it just it fit better than what Shaman Brown Jr. was doing. I don't know. I I just I had an issue with it, just a little bit of an issue, but I was thoroughly. He actually with gave it. me he gave me Rise of the TMNT vibes with his voice. It kind of sounded similar-ish, like not like the same, but like along the same line. And so um, I kind of rocked with it. I didn't have a pro. Well, I I, I rocked with it, meaning I just didn't have a problem. Like it didn't stand out to me as an issue. But that's interesting, though. He well, you know, it's funny. I I just watched an interview of him, and you know. which I'm surprised they're able to do interviews with the writer strike and everything going on, but that's a whole new, that's uh-huh. a whole different bag of cats. But like he said that, you know, he, when he watched Rise and, you know, and the actor who did the voice of Michelangelo Rise's name is um, Brandon Michael Smith, um, okay. Brandon Mikhail Smith. Um, he said he kind of was inspired by his, you know, version of Michelangelo because he wasn't like doing the surfer dude thing. You know what I'm saying? And so right, like, right. You know, I can appreciate it for that. I mean, and I'm not trying to knock the actor. It just took me a while to get used to that voice. Everybody else was great. I was really impressed by Brady Noon because I recognized Brady Noon from the Mighty Duck series that came on Disney Plus. And, you know, and I was like, wow, he was able to get that little gravelly, you know, not gravelly, but, you know what I'm saying? Like that, like that kind of rough voice, you know what I'm saying? I didn't expect that for him. Um, Oh, for Raphael. For Raphael, I mean, from him specifically, because I remember him as a squeaky voice teen on the Mighty Ducks, and that, and now he's uh-huh. like, you know, doing that. I just didn't see that coming from him. Really like April a whole lot. I thought she was hilarious, and the actress that she did her fine. voice, yeah, yeah, and the actress that did her voice was on the show called The Bear on Hulu, and I really like that show. If y'all haven't seen that show, it's fantastic. Um. But yeah, I mean, those are basically my things about the movie. I really like the fact that they went to school at the end and they took off the mask and, you know, Michelangelo had the Hawaiian shirt, kind of like harking back to like um, Cowabunga days. the Cowabunga days, you know what I'm saying? Um, it just, it, I, there's a lot more I liked about the film that I didn't like. And so overall, I just thought it was, a, you know, a great movie. There's this, this is really funny part. And the, I caught it the second time where April's talking to the turtles on the, on the subway. Mm-hmm. And she's writing a list down of the things that she wants to ask them. Like, and one of the things was, she's like, "Are you guys responsible for COVID?" <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I didn't catch that. That's funny. Oh my god, I was wrong because it was like you know because she was like, "No, I haven't really been thinking about it," but she had all of these crazy questions. And so I gotta watch it again just to see that part. But yeah, I mean, that was hilarious. Yeah, man. 
it, it, what did you think of the movie overall? I mean, what were your thoughts? I'd love to hear that, you know. I overall I liked it overall. But uh, my biggest my biggest complaint is them learning ninjutsu from a book. I don't I don't like that part. Now, now give me some Hamato Yoshi or Roku Saki, you know what I mean? Give give me that origin, you know what I'm saying? No matter how you chop it up, because in the IDW comics right now, uh I think they're like reincarnated. So they're reincarnated right. from ancient, you know what I'm saying? So that was dope. That was a spin on it that was dope. Or, or you know, the 80s cartoon version that was a spin where Splinter was actually Hamato Yoshi. That was the first version that I had ever known, you know, and it yeah, wasn't until the, the 90s movie that I found out that Splinter was a rat and Hamato Yoshi was his master, you know what I mean? So, right. you know, <laughs> so any spin on that right there, I, I'm rocking with, but the learning in ninjutsu from a book, because it's like, yo, if you're going to teach them to protect themselves, why not just give them guns? I mean, they're in New York. Give them guns. You know what I'm saying? If your base motive is just, I'm a random rat that got mutated into a giant rat man, and now I want you to protect yourself, you're going you're to give them some guns. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to teach right. them to be ninja. But so, you know, that was just kind of funny to me. Uh, another gripe that I had about it is Raphael. I know you, I like Raphael's gravelly voice, but he got to have a Brooklyn accent. You know, the 90s got me, the 90s movie got me on the, on the Brooklyn accent. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know, when did it come up with this stuff? You know what I mean? That's my horrible Brooklyn accent. But you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, I think that <laughs> that was terrible. But um, yeah, I apologize to any listeners from Brooklyn. That was, that. I only been there one time. So, you know what I'm saying? Right with But um, What does he say to Persham? He says, what's the guy got to do? Get some food it's around food here. Around here. <laughs> <laughs> he wants some food. Give him food. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, every now and then you got to quote Ninja Turtles. Every now and then. It's, it's, it, hey, look. It's the best one. I'm sorry. And, you know, um, it, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I just want to say this real quick. Because when I, when, I, when I did the round table, I asked them how would they rank this one among the others. And, you know, I said... You know, I said my my what I said was 1990 number one, Secret of number two, number three, Rise of TMNT, number four, Beat Mayhem, number five, uh, TMNT 2007, and number six, um, part three, which came out in 1993. I don't even include the Michael Bay joints because I think they're garbage. Um, so, um, <laughs> so I mean, really, I mean, they're, they're dude, they're bad, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. They're just they're bad. They they had there's no redeeming they're they're ten feet tall, man. And they're trying to be ninjas. Get the hell out of here. Nope. Yeah, oh, no yeah. You, you're you're a ten foot tall ninja and when you turn a flip and land, you crack the sidewalk. Like how you how you a ninja and you in the ground when you land and whatnot. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I one thing I loved about them, like from the cartoons of the '87 cartoon, is like they're shorter than April, and I thought that was cool. And they were actually shorter than a lot of the people they fought. And as a short person myself, yeah. it's like that's cool seeing a short person kind of like, you know, it doesn't matter your height, it's you long yeah. as you got the skills. You know what I'm saying? I love that. You know what I'm saying? So for them to be ten feet tall and monstrous, I'm like, bro, there's not a lot you're gonna have to do to like, you know. Yeah you know, disarm, disarm people, you know what I'm saying? Especially you just you got, wave your arm and you're knocking 20 guys yeah. through the air and stuff. Yeah. You don't even need weapons. You're a whole ogre yeah. in the street. You bulletproof. You're a bulletproof, bulletproof. ogre. <laughs> and you just wave your arm and like foot soldiers go flying everywhere. That's That didn't make for any exciting fights. I mean, because, you know, like you said, in the 87 cartoon, they were shorter than everything. They were like four feet tall in the, in the 80, 80s cartoon. And in the 90s movie, they were like man size. It was probably like five something, five foot something. You know what I mean? And, right. and so even then, they were still man size. So it made for a good, you can go back and forth with, with the foot soldiers, with regular people. You can have a back and forth good fighting. But yeah, yeah, the, the humongous turtles. I like the way they were animated, though. Like the facial expressions and stuff. Not the facial designs, but the animation okay. of it, I thought was good. I think that they should do... A live action CGI hybrid, like uh, where the wild things are, where they look like they were suits mm. or whatever that was real, but the facial animations and stuff was, I guess, was done with CGI or CGI enhancements or something. I think they should do a live action movie like that. But yeah, I, I would rank Mutant Mayhem 
I would say the 90s joint number one. You know what I'm saying? That's I think that's gonna stay number one. Um then I would put Rise of the TMNT as is number two, is my second. Cause I didn't really vibe with Secret of the Ooze like everybody else in my generation did. You oh, know, I, okay. I, yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't as serious. They was kind of frog looking, you know what I'm saying? And and you know, the designs start getting cart- more cartoony with the bigger eyes and the spots on their face and, right. and they didn't weapons, you know what I'm saying? They played a lot. And then Donatello's voice was different. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like the way Donatello used to laugh in that movie. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like that. Secret of the Ooze didn't vibe with me like that. Um, for um, three, love, I couldn't I, even. I love the actor who did Donatello's voice in the second film. I'm sorry, but go ahead. Yeah. But my man did uh, uh, Corey, Corey, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman did part one. And, you know, that's it's Corey Feldman, you know what I'm saying? Right, so, right, right. You know, but it wasn't, it, his voice wasn't bad. It's just I was expecting Corey Feldman, you know what I'm saying? Again, right. it's like, oh, that's not the same voice, you know what I mean? And so, you know, it was, it was that, you know what I mean? Um, part three, I did, I couldn't even finish part three. I actually didn't even get a chance to watch part three till I was grown. So wow. I think that had a big part in it. Yeah, because for whatever reason, I never got to it i guess i kind of out you know when you kind of outgrow certain things at a certain time and then you come back around to it i think i had got out of the turtles and got into like the marvel stuff i started getting into spider-man and x-men and stuff like that so i kind of left the turtles alone and then i came back to you know and and during that season is when you know part three i came out and so i wasn't in no hurry to see it the video games were still dope so i was still hard body on the video games but just not not the movies and uh, cause I guess because I wasn't feeling secret of the ooze like that, so I wasn't really checking for part three. But um, so I never even finished part three. So I would put that behind the Bay movies, honestly, because you know what I'm saying it was in the angry Nintendo nerd. He ain't help, you know, with his. Maybe <laughs> 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 this was hilarious. Dude, that was hilarious. I I never get tired of it. Whenever I'm feeling a certain way, I I you know I have different comfort things I like to watch when I'm feeling a certain way. That's one of them. Uh, and so yeah, yeah. That if anybody ever uh, has a chance, if you hate Ninja Turtles three as much as most <laughs> people do, um, watch that and you'll crack up because everything he says is totally spot on. Angry uh, video game nerd on YouTube. Uh, yeah, what I was about to say because yeah, said something. I just wanted to immediately say something. I couldn't. I can't remember what I was gonna say. But no, oh, finish so your ranking. I'm in. sorry. Um, what I said. I said the nineties rise. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know because the the TMNT the 2017 joint was was real good. I don't know if I would rank it above Mutant Mayhem. They probably about neck and neck to me. They probably about neck and neck to me. Or even like they okay, some good action. Okay, let me ask you something then. Like and just animated. Let's go off of animated. Let's leave, let's leave the classics, you know, as they are the live actions or whatever. So between yeah, and I for, I forgot to even mention this in the um the the, the original roundtable because there's another animated TMNT movie where I forgot which is like Batman versus TMNT, and so oh, okay. uh, so so between Rise Netflix's Rise movie, uh, Beauty Mayhem and TMNT 2007 and yeah I don't know if you did you watch the Batman joint versus TMNT No I seen a I seen a clip of it where Batman beat up all four turtles and after that I was just like I don't even want to see it cuz hey, Batman, Batman was, is you know what I'm saying like nah Yeah he yeah he was a little too OP in, in my opinion but and there was some really cool fights between them. him and Shredder I'll say For that real. Oh gosh that's to uh, me like that 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 made it worth watching, you know what I'm saying? Because Shredder was digging in. Okay. Life. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I, I let's like, like let's exclude that like, since you haven't seen it. So between the three animated like TMNT 2007, uh, Mutant Mayhem and Rise of TMNT, which will how would you rank it? Rise is number one because Rise was was definitely like successful to me. You know what I mean? Because that that had suspense. And it had emotion, you know, and the suspense came from the fact that I knew that the show was already canceled. So since, you know, the show was over, it's like, yo, there's no hose bar. They can do whatever they want with it. You know what I mean? Right. 
Right. So right. that was like, yo, are they going to kill Splinter? You know what I'm saying? Because at one point, I was like, yo, are they about to kill Splinter? You know what I mean? Like, what's what's about to happen? Because, you know, in, in, in Act 2, at the end of Act 2, usually when all goes bad and all is lost, a lot of times somebody die in that point. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, are they about mm-hmm. to do that? And then, you know, in the, in the 2012 uh, animated series, you know, you know, spoiler alert, you know, Splinter <laughs> didn't make it out of that. You know what I mean? So I actually didn't even finish that series. I, I was almost finished with it. But yeah, and so, you know, Splinter didn't make it out of that. And that was actually probably my favorite animated TV show version of the Turtles was the 2012, thing. you know, oh, on nostalgia yeah. side. I yeah. think that was the best one because it incorporated so much from the comics, from the previous right. cartoon series and, and all of that. The movies, it pulled stuff from all of that, you know what I mean? And put it all together. It switched it up a little bit. But since it pulled all of that stuff together, that gave it like the best of all of the worlds. And Turtles Forever, Turtles Forever was, was, was great. You know what I'm saying? I don't know where I would rank that at because that was, that was great. That was just fun as heck. Um, dang, what? And then... Mute Mayhem in the 2017 joint. I, I would make them like neck and neck for different okay. reasons. And I'm, I'm a sucker for a good superhero pose. You know what I'm saying? Like a good team assemble, strike a pose, and then jump into the action. I'm a sucker for that. And, you know, they did that a couple of times in the in Mutant Mayhem. One thing and another gripe that I, I, I got about Mutant Mayhem is Rocksteady and Bebop being good guys, like trying to write off the rip. I'm like, I wanted to see them as, as bad guys, you know, Shredder's henchmen for them. You know what I'm saying? And if they turn good later, then okay, turn good later. But they turn good kind of quick, you know what I mean? And right. so it, you didn't have that that cohesiveness with, you know what I'm saying, with, with my nostalgia. That didn't match with my nostalgia. That's just me being an old man, you know what I'm saying? So I, I own that. But um, dang, there was something else I was going to say. I, it, it's getting away from me right now. It was another great. It was dealing with Rocksteady and Bebop. Maybe they bring in Toka and Razor. And you know what I'm thinking? The the scientist from TCRI, her last name was Utram or Utram or something like that. Utram. Utram. I think she's Utram. Yeah. I think she's an alien. And I'm wondering oh, yeah, yeah. if this shredder is gonna be like that version of the shredder in the uh in the TMNT joint when he was an Utram. So I'm like, yo, is this shredder gonna be Utram too? I'm thinking that's gonna be the case. And I don't think they should have went to school yet. I think the school thing, the major acceptance and going to school, that should have been in the sequel, I think. You know what I'm saying? But, mm. you, know, well, you know, I think that's like, something that should have been worked up to. You know, uh, that's interesting. That's it, it, you know, and this, this kind of hit me like a, a ton of bricks. Like, I don't know why I never thought of this. You know, obviously Hollywood is accepting this, uh, you know, is getting into the whole multiverse thing and they, you know, and, 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 you know, with multi, multiple multiverse movies, you know, especially with all this, yeah. what the MCU is doing and everything and then Spider-Verse. Um, but it really never occurred to me until I watched that movie, Mutant Mayhem. It's like, okay, so those versions are the turtles. It's kind of like, well, I'm, let me see if I, how I can how I can say this. It's inevitable in any the, any in any version of Nin, Ninja Turtles that there's going to be a Michelangelo, Raphael, Donatello, Leonardo. There's going to be an April, but it's not of what we're used to. It's it's a those are different ones. They actually they're actually like they 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 have different. Uh, uh, it's take it takes place at in at actually in, in the current time. It's like because. And this mm-hmm. movie, there, there's cell phones, there's you know internet, and everything like that. Right, right. So it's impossible for, like you know, it's it's impossible for um those to, uh, tur- those turtles to be the turtles of the '80s because it took place in the '80s. You know, right, I don't know if right. I'm making any sense. You know, it's like there's always going to be an April O'Neil. She might not be white. She'll she's going to be black, but there's going to be a person named April O'Neil who's going to help out the turtles. She's going to be a newscaster. You know what I'm saying? There's gonna be a Donatello, but this Donatello, this one, he's gonna be like not necessarily tech savvy at least yet, but he's gonna be really in anime and all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. He's not. He doesn't. He doesn't build things yet because, and I take it because he's so young. You know what I'm saying? There's gonna be yeah, a Leonardo. Yeah. And this Leonardo, this one, he's not so different from what we're used to, except the fact that this time he has a crush on April. You know what I'm saying? 
And, you know, I thought that was really funny. Yeah, because, you know, in the, in the 2012 zone, Donatello had a crush on April, and in this right. zone, Leonardo did. It right. I thought it was so funny the way he acted. He's like, let's have, let's have, let's have the beautiful human. He's just acting all crazy and stuff. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, and overzealous. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was that was funny. Um, and then Leonardo used the Batman voice, and the, the Bat- Michael Bay joint. Um, Raphael was doing the Batman voice. Ah, I see. I see. I've only seen those movies once, and even with tw- even when you talk about two thousand seven, that's what I wanted to say. When you talk about two thousand seven. Uh, TMNT. I said seventeen, didn't I? Seven. Okay. Oh no, it's all God, man, dude. I've I've loved on a bunch of stuff. Um, but no, um, in, in that version of I I, ne- I didn't like the villain. I thought the villain was corny, okay. even though was even though he was voiced by Patrick Stewart. I I thought that was cool, but I thought the villain in, in the two thousand seven joint was corny, and I just I've maybe seen that that movie maybe once. And that's it. And I was okay. So there's not a lot I remember from that movie except the Leonardo, you know, Raphael fight. I thought that was cool. You know, which that is, was, you know, to this day, people were like, okay, did Leonardo let him win? I, I, I don't know. You know, people, you know, we, you know, it's, it's always debatable. I, I um, think so. Cause I think so. Well, not in a let him win, but I don't think Leonardo was really fighting him. I think Raphael was really fighting. But Leonardo right. was like not re- because you know what I'm saying. Raphael was in full rage mode, you know what I mean, and Leonardo wasn't. Leonardo was just like trying to get the team in order, you know what I'm saying. So I don't think he was right. really fighting, and Raphael really had a grudge against Leonardo. So yeah. not that he let him win. Huh? Mm-hmm. No, no, I was gonna say there's a point in the fight where Leonardo looked almost shocked the fact at yeah. the fact that he was like you know um. Raphael was going 100%. But yes, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, that that right there. Like, not so much that he let him win, but he didn't know Raphael was really going at him like that. Right. Mm. Like, because, I mean, because they both good fighters. And, you know, in a a real fight with good fighters on both sides, anybody can get it. You know what I'm saying? So if you have a moment of hesitation, I think Leonardo had a moment of hesitation and Raphael didn't. When he broke his, uh, it's been a minute since I watched it. And he, but he broke his blades, you know what I mean? And you know what I'm saying? And then when Raphael like realized what he was doing, he panicked and he ran off. And that right. was when, you know, Leonardo got captured. But I think that yeah. was really good. I think they fought each other in the comics. Oh, I just the I, I did not a lot of comics. I, I haven't read a lot of the comics. Um, because uh oh, man. I, that's Back one thing I, I will first... say. What are you about to say? I'm sorry. Now when I, like I uh, when I when I first started reading comics, oh yeah, this is this is dope, right? <laughs> yeah. When I first started <laughs> no, reading it's, comics, it's just us talking. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's and not 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 taking anything, anything away from like you know, you know the stuff that I do, you know, with the roundtables or anything like that. But it's like when I'm on, it's, it's like less formal because I, I don't feel like nobody looking at me. I kind of get right. self conscious. I feel like somebody looking at me, and then I, I you know what I mean? It, it it do me a certain kind of way. Well, yeah, and I know, and for me personally, like I, 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 when I'm in front of a camera, I don't know how to move my body a lot of times, and in the position that I'm in, because I don't have a lot of space to work with, <laughs> right? You know, it's just like I, I do a lot of awkward stuff. I don't even realize I do it until I'm on camera. I'm like, oh wow, why did I do that? But like, anyway, you know, <laughs> I really hold my mouth like that. My mouth moves like that. Let me try to look cool. Let me lean to the side so I look a little bit cool. Yeah, the faces, yeah, the faces I make, I'd be like, bro, why did I make that face, son? I mean, I didn't even realize it. I'm like, wow, I was really, I don't, wow, was it? Because it could be off-putting a lot of times because I don't even know why I make the faces I make. A lot of people could ask me, like, are you tired? I'm like, no, I'm not tired. It's just the way that my eyes look. Well, I am you know probably what? tired. Right, like, yo, I just, like, somebody assumed that I, I, I smoke, and I'm like, nah, I just... This look like this. I don't know. Bro. I got big eyes. You know what I mean? What the heck? Right. I'm supposed to do. But, uh, yo, matter of fact, somebody said we look alike, yo. Some years ago, uh, this girl told me that we look alike. She asked me were we related. Yeah. I was do. like, nah. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm like, nah, we, we're not related, but I, I, I guess we do. I, and then that's when I looked at it. I was like, we do a little bit. I mean, my eyes yeah. anyway, but hey, I guess we just been knowing each other too long. Hey, we're, we're you know we're, we're brothers from a different mother and a daddy. <laughs> you know, and a daddy. You know, 
in a dirty. Um, but yeah, it's a lot. So I, I, you know, what I'm saying, whew, trying to get this. But pizza, Turtles was um, the first comic book I ever had, yo. Ninja Turtles oh, was the very first comic book I ever bought in my life. Was uh, like, Archie? It was Archie money? Ninja Turtles though, with my own, wow. with my own money. And that's that actually that's when I first learned about sales tax because the comic book was one dollar. Uh, Dre had walked, uh, you know, for the audience that don't know, Dre, my big brother, my oldest brother, and he walked shout me to, um, shout out to Dre, Dre, you know what I'm saying, um, walked me to 7-Eleven to buy my very first comic book, and I found out about sales tax, because it was a dollar and five cents, and I was like, a dollar and five cents, and Dre gave me a nickel, and I bought my first comic book, you know what I'm saying, uh, but, um, so the art, so the 80s, huh? Sorry, I just gotta say this. Oh. Uh, I talked when I when I was talking to, after the after the roundtable was over. I was talking to Brooks and shout out to Brookston. Um, Brookston, he was Brookston. He was telling me that there's a Legends back in Wilson. Now, he I said, hold on, Legends like like from back in the day. He says I'm not sure if it's owned by the same person. It might be. So, Whoa. um, if that is because um Jeff Lewis owned the original Legends, and if it's him, man, yeah. I haven't seen him in a long time, and I would love Dude. to see him and hit, you know. Catch up with him, so I'm gonna see wow, if I can yeah, do that. Wow, yeah, he's like this dude is like a, a vital part of my childhood, like a Power Ranger or something. Bro, yeah. let me tell you something. <laughs> the Saturday I would spend, not only would I spend money in there, or whatever, which to me was a lot, you know, at least ten dollars I would spend in there, but I would spend so much time asking him mad questions because it would be like I would watch X Men, right? Soon as X-Men was over with, oh crap, I got a ton of questions and I'm gonna I was excited about the episode. And he would just right. God, God bless him. He was so patient. You know, you know, he was he would he would answer as much as he could, you know what I'm saying? Great guy. Yeah. So if it's yeah, him, man, he was cool to the mug, yo. Yes, yeah. But yeah, man, yeah, he was mad cool because I, I didn't have nowhere near ten dollars to spend though, but you know what I'm saying? I could get image comics was like a dollar ninety-five at that point. Bro. And so that, to me back then that was high, man. A dollar ninety-five, man. And a regular comic oh. was like a dollar twenty-five at the time. Dollar fifty. Yeah. Like something so, yeah, like that was... um something like uh uh, uh gosh, so especially when they all had the annuals things. I think those would be like two dollars oh, and fifty cent. Man, so yeah. yeah, they was yeah, that was it's crazy how that was expensive. Because the regular <laughs> comics, when I first started buying comics, the regular comics was like a dollar. But right. the uh, the X-Men, the Jim Lee X-Men was a dollar twenty-five. The Todd McFarlane Spider-Man was a dollar twenty-five. And uh the amazing Spider-Man, Eric Larson, uh, amazing Spider-Man was a dollar. So I had to like budget, you know what I'm saying? Cause when the Jim Lee joint would come out, it was like, yo, okay, I gotta go back to the house and get another quarter from somewhere. You know what I'm saying? This is serious. Wow. So give him a quarter. <laughs> I was a witness. Give me a reporter. Give me a reporter. Yeah. And listen, listen, for those who are listening, I've been trying to get partners in crime on my podcast. I actually, I, um, I, I kind of talked to him a little bit. Um, cause I was like, dude, I've been trying to get to my podcast for a minute, like months before. And he, re- he did respond in the comment. He's like, you know, I got some things going on, but you know, just, you know, stay tuned or whatever. I'm like, okay. That's how this whole thing works, man. It's just like everybody got different schedules. All you got to do is just stay, like, consistent when it comes to, like, okay, uh, trying to get your name out there and trying to book people. I never get – I try to – I try and just kind of focus on the goal at hand because if you – because there be it's, 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 there'd be times where I, I put out so many emails and I'll get a response back. I'm like, dang, I don't remember sending them an email, but I guess I did. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah, just saturate. Say what now? Yeah. I said just saturate the 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 market and whatnot with with, with emails is all over the place. Then when they start coming yeah. back to you, it's like I did that with job applications when I first moved here. Like exactly. yeah, I just started just hitting everybody with job applications, and then I'm getting phone calls, and I'm like, I don't remember applying to you, but okay, yeah, I come in for your interview. You know what I mean? Sure. Right. Exactly. And then, you know, just putting your, just putting your, I, I call it, I, I don't, it sounds gross, but I, I just, it's in the Bible, uh, uh, just putting your seed out there, like, you know what I'm saying? Putting out many seeds. Eventually something's well, going to block. I would have thought of it like garden wise. I wouldn't have thought of it. Yeah. yeah. Sprinkle your seeds yeah. out there in the, in the soil. 
Something yeah, gonna spring up, you know what I mean? Right, there right. Yeah. Yeah, in the entertainment soil, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yo, when I um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, now one thing I did like, you know, I'm again I'm a stuck up for the superhero pose. But one thing I did like about Secret of the Ooze is when they fought the bad guys at the very beginning and they all jumped up in the air and it froze and it said Teenage uh, Mutant. That was dope. That was dope. I'm a sucker for a superhero pose. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker for that. Did you notice in Mutant Mayhem um, that the Avengers 360 shot? Yeah. And they make yeah, like, they, they, they make like they, did like, they did like three superhero poses. Yeah. So the, oh, they, you know what? They made... thing... Oh, my bad. No, go ahead. Finish. I was going to say Be one like thing that. about the superhero pose. It reminded me of the thing that I was going to say earlier that I, you know, one of my gripes is, we you know, with Rocksteady and Bebop being good guys, kind of right off the rip, is they had the Mighty Mutanimals. The Mighty Mutanimals were from the Archie comic. I think they started in the Archie comic. I could right. be wrong. I know Leatherhead was in, the, was in the OG comics. I remember he was in Tales of the TMNT. And I was surprised to see him. He wasn't like a Cajun and he wasn't a bad guy. He was just a giant mutant alligator in the sewer that the turtles had came across. It, the Tales of the TMNT was dope because the Rat King was kind of scary. But anyway, Dude. the Mighty Mutanimals, you remember the Rat King? I do remember. And so everything you're saying is so crazy because like you got you you already met Shane from yeah. the from the man episode. Shout out to Shane, but Shane, Cowabunga Mike, uh, everything you're saying, we literally had like a one, uh, like a 30 minute conversation about where he mentions the, the Mutanimals in the podcast episode. But after we watched the movie together, he was talking mm -hmm. the very same thing. He, he, everything you talk about the Rat King and there's this cat that Splinter has beef with with one eye. Um, uh, I forgot the cat's oh. name. Oh, Hob, um, I think. Oh, Hob, yeah, and we okay. talking about how to kind of, it's kind of like a almost like a um a reference to Nick Fury, which by the way, Secret Invasion was trash. Just want to say that real quick. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I shouldn't say trash because I can't write it better. But I'm just saying I was I was very bored and I was a little disappointed in that. But um, but uh, but anyway um, but you know it's like you guys have a lot in common. You know what I'm saying? He's really wow. heavy into the comics. And Ninja Turtles comics, just as you are. So I, I really think, you know, that's why, I, like I said, I wish you were a part of the original roundtable, but we'll do it again um, whenever the Yeah, I'm like Avengers West Coast. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yes, West Coast. I'm Wonder Man in this situation. <laughs> Word. Like, uh, it, it now, was, B just oh, flew man. in here. Like, come on, B, buddy. Why you got to be in here? Oh, why why you got to be in here? You killing why the you got to be in uh, here? Don't be a buzzkill, buddy. Don't be a buzzkill. Yeah. <laughs> but yo, I and you know what? I was I was surprised on like this like with the round table that I just did. Um and this is my first time doing it with five people. Because Brooks you, and you know was part of it. And I was surprised about how smooth it went. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. I was a little concerned with like having too many people, but not okay. but it went it went smooth and it's not hard to do. Um I'm actually like, and even having the conversation that we're having today, I'm thinking about going along the lines of just going strictly audio, you know, because okay, uh, Justin Long, who's like a, one of my favorite actors, he's been in The Waiting, okay. he's been in a you know a bunch of movies. He has a podcast that I listen to called um, Life is Short, and he, it's all audio. He it's strictly podcast. It's not on YouTube or anything like that. And the benefit of that is. Well, a lot of people, when people ask about my podcast, people are like, oh, is it on YouTube? Because if it's on YouTube, I can watch it. You know what I'm saying? They'll go straight to the YouTube instead of going to the actual audio podcast. And mm -hmm. um, I find that, with the, um, nothing wrong with that, but I find that, you know, if you listen to it, it's cool because it's kind of like you're able to listen to it on the go as you're walking and, you, and you're able to absorb some, some information you know, more rather than sitting down and watching it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So uh, that's just that's just my opinion. And then, like, also, like I said, it's sometimes, man, it, like, when it comes to editing, it takes me a while to edit. You know what I'm saying? 
the okay. stuff. So I'd rather just do it audio. I, I, I it's, it's just a thought. It's not a guarantee. It's just a thought. But I like I yeah, love yeah. what we're doing today because it's, I, I don't plan on editing anything and just going put it put in posting it. And it's you know what I'm saying it's fast. Um, so so yeah. Uh, the movie, the movie was cool. Um, Mutant Mayhem. Um, I'm wondering what it's going to do at the box office, which is going to determine whether or not there's going to be a sequel. Although they have said that you know they already uh, it's already lined up to be a, a sequel. You know what I'm saying? Um, they said it was doing well though. Good. I hope so. It deserves. It, and I haven't heard anything it. bad about it. Well, I mean, you know, there were complaints about a Black April and whatnot. That was like early on. Um, oh, but my thing with up, that was hilarious. <laughs> Yo, I was like, yeah, that's Seth Rogen right there. Because I didn't know they was going to show it. Because, you know, when she <laughs> first started throwing up, they cut away from it. And then right. they went back to it. And it was playing unwritten Natasha Benefield. That's like one of my favorite uh, songs. See? Like, period. We were just talking about that the other day. No. Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, we just talked about Natasha Benefield the other day. That's crazy. Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs. Like, out of all genres and everything, that's like one of my favorite songs ever. But um, and, and, and then she was just throwing up so dramatically, man. It was hilarious, man. I was cracking was up. the banister, and it was going. It, that it's just the looks in our eyes. It's that thing that we all do <laughs> when we throw up. We just it's like we got shot in the face or got shot in the stomach or whatever. It's that thing that we all do. I hate throwing up. It's 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 not it's not. Oh, no, sir. I be tired of crying. Yo, my stomach be like yo, like I've been doing man sit up twenty man sit up. <laughs> And you get that thing. And then when you think that it's over, it come back. And it's like, dude, for real? Bro. And that <sighs> thing, that, that, that little, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know about you, like, but I'm sorry to be gross, guys, but I'm just being real. It's like, that thing that, that happens, like, when after you throw up, you get this, like, I can't, like a shock in your cheeks. It's like, I can't describe, it's, it's, it's like shocking. Like muscle, like, like, muscle spasm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and the taste, ugh. Anywho, uh, um, okay, yeah, that, yeah, we get a little too deep in it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, trauma. You know what I'm saying? Your mom make you eat crackers, good and good and well, knowing that you got the stomach bug, but you eat them, but she she forcing you to eat them, and then you know. Throw that's them out therapeutic. That's 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 healing, yo. It's powering yeah. saltine crackers and ginger ale, and and, and 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 um soup. You know the the Campbell soup. You know soup. um ah. oh oh I, I I'm gonna ask you the same question. About you know everything that's going on with the writer strike and and everything like that. What what are your thoughts on that? Pay those people, man. Because it, it, with any company, any business, is your people that's making your money. Not saying okay, you need to pay them as much as you getting paid, but make sure your people are taken care of. If they're putting out a quality product and they're making you a billionaire, then they're gonna pay these people, man. Pay them a fair wage. Inflation is crazy. Everybody in the movie industry is not rich. You know, and after learning, I've been listening to a bunch of, you know, listening and reading a bunch of writing books and screenwriting books and stuff like that. These people are competing to have their written work, to get credit for their written work. Because when you write something, a screenplay, and you and you sell it, they might hire somebody to rewrite your rewrite entire it. screenplay. Yeah. And you lose your writing credit. So you lose your residual income. You know what I'm saying? And as I said before, you might do this one job and make $300,000, which is a lot of money. But then you might yeah. not get no more work for the next five years. You see actors in movies and then you don't see them no more for a long time. And then when you finally do see him, it's like, hey, I remember him from back in the day. And it's like, yo, that person was having to live off that money since then. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, shout out to Short Round from Indiana Jones. But I haven't seen him in anything from Temple of Doom until everything, everywhere, all at once. You know what I'm saying? So you might say, oh, he rich. He got paid from Temple of Doom. But then, you know, me personally, not saying he hadn't done any acting since then, but that's the last time I seen him. So I can only speak right. on what I know. So imagine an actor that you did something iconic like Indiana Jones, and then nobody hears from you for, for 20 years. You know what I'm saying? And then you come back. But, you know, every actor, that's not every actor's story. But what I'm saying is, you know, these actors are basically like temps. And you assume that they're rich because you see them on TV. So it's, it's easy to assume that they're rich. And so you see them here 
and they might get paid a, a, a lump sum of money and then they never get paid again. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, they don't know when the next check is going to come. So acting gigs aren't coming. I got to go get a regular job. now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, you know, I can't remember his real name, you know, but Elvin from the Cosby show when that lady right. tried to shame him for working at, at a grocery store. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I mean, I remember him from the Cosby show, but I don't know what he did from that point on. You know what I'm saying? Life, life happens to people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah. you know, and if I get paid $100,000 for this acting gig right here, I don't know where my next acting check is going to come from. So I got to go to work. You know what I mean? It's like hitting the lottery. I'm not going to hit the lottery every day. So I got to go. I got to keep working. You know what I'm saying? So, no, nah, pay those people. Actors, writers, pay these people. These corporations, these CEOs and all these high-ranking people, you know, they're getting their money off of you. Make sure that your people are taken care of so your money can keep coming in. You know what I mean? And, you know, it, it, it sucks. But with a lot of management, upper management and stuff, these your money problems have to become their money problems before they look out for you. And it shouldn't be that way. You know what I mean? Right. It, you know, but pay right. those people. You know? Everybody ain't Robert Downey Jr. making a billion dollars off a 10-year stretch. You know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't that. You know what I mean? There's some people that I'm going to act in this movie right here, and then you're not going to see me for another four four years. You know what I'm saying? And then I pop up again, with it and I get a check, and then you might not see me for another year. You know what I'm saying? Pay those people. Uh, I, I agree. I agree hundred percent. And just to kind of piggyback off of what you said, when you talk about Elvin working at the grocery store, folks, he was working at Trader Joe's. And I, I could tell you right now, the the the, the uh, hiring process at Trader Joe's is it's pretty strict. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's a high quality grocery store. It's a really nice grocery store too. I just want to say that real quick. Also, uh, when you talk about Jonathan Kiquan or Kiquan, um, I, I listened to a podcast he was on, and his story is. Heartbreaking. I'm not just talking about really you know, being being dormant for 22 years. I'm talking like when he he was in Vietnam, and and sorry if I messed it up, but basically when he when he had to, when he when he had to move to America, he had to be separated from his family. So like mm. he didn't see his brother and sisters for a while because of something that was going on in Vietnam. I think the Saigon thing that was going on. I could be wrong. Um, okay, but. Um, he had to be separated from 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 his brothers and everything like that. So for a long time, while he he was acting for like for Temple of Doom, you know he he didn't see a lot of his family, and it was very painful for him. And like wow. you know, it was like literally like <clears throat> and you know it was Temple of Doom. Then he did Goonies, which was uh, uh, directed by Richard Donner and um, produced by Steven Spielberg. Then, like, I think he did a few other things. Like, I, I totally forgot that he was on Head of the Class. Like, when um, Howard Hetzman left, he was on Head of the Class for a little bit. He was, okay. uh, he did a few other t TV things. He also did, um, uh, for when he stopped acting, he did a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. He did some of the choreography, action choreography for the first, the first X-Men film. You know, um, oh wow, that's what's yeah, up. yeah. Mm -hmm. The scene between like the, the fight scene between Mystique and Wolverine, like you know, when uh, okay. Mystique is uh, posing as Wolverine, he 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 set all of that stuff up. So, like, wow, he did a lot of stuff. So, he he, he would okay, he he had that's to good. like it, but it was it was critical because, like, for a long time, you know, his his uh. He was, you know, he was under SAG for a long time, but he had, mm -hmm. um, you know, he had, uh, he didn't have insurance, you know, health insurance, because you have to have a certain, you have to be making a certain amount of money, and you know how it is, and so yeah. like it, it was nuts. I mean, it was really, you know, touch and go. But you know, he, like I said, he had the, he got the script for everything, everywhere, all at once, and he auditioned for it, and he got it. But before then, I'm glad he got it, yo. It was good to see him back. On the front side of the camera, and he's gonna be in Loki season two. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that, and it looks it That's looks really dope, cool, man. I'm, I'm I'm glad he having that renaissance, you could call it. I don't know what you would call that, but I'm I'm glad to see him again because I mean that's a piece of childhood right there. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, for sure. But also, I want to go back to what you said, piggyback off of what you said too. Like when you talk about actors and uh, working actors, you know what I'm saying? 
And it's like, you're absolutely right. Because like a lot of actors, I, I, I mean, I, I think a lot, I, I think this, this strike in addition to 2020 totally exposed this whole facade of, you know, all the people in Hollywood are, re- are rich and making money. Because yeah. the more I, the more I, the, the more things have been exposed and the more that I research and talk to people, I realize, bro, it's, it is literally just a job, but it's just a job that they happen to like doing a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, there are exceptions right. where people, you know what I'm saying, you know, are able to get like, you know, you got your A-listers or whatever that, you know, and, and make a lot of money and stuff like that, but that's a very small percentage. Yeah. You got people who work, um, I talked to an actor who said like, he said, man, at one point, like a lot of his friends like you, you might recognize, you know, had to like, you know, get like two or three jobs in addition to go out on auditions. You know what I'm saying? Wow. You know, um, you know, there um when I talked to Sean Weiss, who directed I'm uh, sorry, not directed, sorry, when I talked to Sean Weiss, who, you know, who's Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks, you know, I told him I, I said, you know, I asked him, does he does he believe because of what's going on with Jonathan Kekwan winning an Oscar and a few other things I noticed that this is a resurgence and like for the actors of my generation he says well he says he felt like he's had his time but he says um he says i'm you know i just you know he just wants to work he's a working actor i said yeah that's that's what it is they're working actors this is their job you know what i'm saying right um and they deserve to get paid what they got what they get paid and it's a long day i did extra work one time um i did extra work on this uh this short, this this show that's not on Showtime anymore, but it's called Outcast, and they were doing stuff in Rock okay. Hill, and um, it's a twelve twelve hours, twelve, 12 hours. hours. In addition to, I I was working a real job too, so it's just like, you know, that's a long freaking day. I mean, yeah, you day. don't you don't do a lot. I mean, they got plenty of snacks. Oh gosh, it had snacks up the wazoo. <laughs> But I mean, but man, it was it was a long day. I mean, I was like, there was a point I was just like, bro, I, I, I'm because of how I've been conditioned to work, just standing around, it kind of bothers me. I'm be honest with you. Oh yeah, yeah. Moving around and moving and shaking, you know what I'm saying? But you know, and I have my lazy moments, Lord knows I do. But I'm just saying, like it's it's like you know, it's 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 a it's it's a work it's a job. And people right, have right. jobs deserve to get paid what they get paid. They deserve benefits. And, and you know, yeah, it's a microcosm you know, of what's going on it's in a, our society. It's a job that you can't even afford to slump on because, you know, when you work in customer service, you can kind of, hey, how you doing? Have a nice day. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when you're acting, you got to be in character. So you have to be that shipper employee that they paying you to be. You know what I mean? So that yes. that got to be kind of tough. Cause I remember when I worked there at Walmart, I was a cashier, and the the guy, one of the managers, was telling it was close to Christmas time, and the guy telling me to smile. I'm a smile for. I mean, I don't fake smile. I smile when I'm interacting with customers if it's a genuine smile. But if I'm not genuinely smiling, I'm not just gonna plaster a, a smile on my face just to keep up appearances. But as an actor, you have to do that, regardless hey, how you're feeling or if it's a genuine <laughs> laugh. You gotta make it genuine. That's work, man. Bro, for 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 managers in retail who tell uh, tell employees to smile, customers can tell when you're faking on the bacon, and they will call you out on it. And so, if it ain't coming from a real place, don't ask your employees to do that. Really, no, it, it's, it gotta it's, be it's, genuine. It's enough, it's enough of just being there, please. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And 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 I mean, really, they should they they should they should stop that mess. It's not. I remember Johnny Depp said something. What did he say? He said something along the lines of like when people were, were, were um, he would go out for auditions and people asked for his, uh, you know, what he's done. They said, have you ever acted before? This is like when he first started doing it. He says, yeah, I've been acting all my life. I've been, I sell, I had to sell pens. He says, and, and, and that was the act. I mean, I had to act like I wanted to do it. You know what I'm saying? So to a certain right. degree, we've all been acting, you know what I'm saying? We've all been <laughs> I mean, acting. You know? Yeah. But yeah, um, ooh, that's this, fine. Because <laughs> see, I like being genuine with my customer service because I like people. I know sometimes people suck. You know what I mean? People suck, but most people that suck, they suck for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know, people suck, but I, I like people though. You know what I mean? So I can genuinely interact with people with genuine kindness and not just cold courtesy. 
you know what I'm saying? I'm doing this because I got to do it. But, you know, mind you, don't don't give me no bull mess now because, you know, I get smart with people, too. I get smart with a smile on my face. But that's I digress. That's completely off the subject. Ninja I, Turtle, got, I remember. Scatterbrain hour, y'all. <laughs> Scatterbrain. Yo, I remember when I first found out that Ninja Turtles cuss and kill people. It was like, what? Because I grew up off the 80s, the 80s cartoon and then the Archie comics. And I remember telling uh, Dre, uh, my big brother, I, I was talking to one of, one of his friends, you know, older than me or whatever. And I was telling him about Ninja Turtles or something. I think I drew a picture of a Ninja Turtle and showed it to him. And he was like, and he asked me, did I know about the original Turtles? And I was like, nah. He was like, yeah, they they, they cuss and, 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 and kill people. And I was like, for real? No, they don't. I thought he was messing with me, you know, being older and teasing me. And he was like, nah, right. they kill people. And, they, you know, they don't be like, you know, Sir, you know, the, the vulgarity, you know, the SMD and all that stuff like that. They don't say that, but it would be like, did, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, no, <laughs> it, it just blew my mind. And then I yeah. had uh, I bought the, the comic book adaption to the movie. And I think that's when I first seen the Turtles cuss was in the comic book adaption to the 90s movie. And, uh, right, I, and I remember it because it just shocked me. Raphael cuss and Donatello cuss. And I was like, oh. You know what I'm saying? And then um and, and then I start buying the tales of the TMNT and it, you know and it had some stuff in it. And then I saw the graphic novel for the very first issue. It, it the graphic novel had like the first few issues in it. And they fought the shredder and they killed him. And I was like, what? And they killed like 50 foot soldiers. And it just blew my mind. It just yeah. blew my mind. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know either. Like I I a lot of I, I, and and are you like people be like, you know, you're not a real Turtles fan if you didn't read the comics. But my exposure for the Turtles first came through the, with the cartoon, which, by the way, back in the day was kind of a before it again went into like before it got popular and went into, into syndication. It was quite a, it's a hard time trying to figure out when it comes on. For me, it was like, I was like, is it coming on at four o'clock today or five? It's just it was never a set time, you know. Um, and so yeah, yeah, you know, I would catch it. When I would catch it, I would love it, you know, you know, absorb as much as I could from it. Then later on, you know, the, the, when the movie when the movie first came out, it totally blew my freaking mind, you know, um, you know, and so, you know, hearing that, you know, Raphael say "damn," uh, hearing um, Michelangelo say, "say I can kick the damn rabbit," <laughs> you know, <laughs> those are things that you know. Oh my gosh, and I never forget this. I think I was in, I, I think I was at Forest Hills. And like you know, it was a special day when that teacher um pulls in that cart with the TV on there, and she says, oh, "We're gonna watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles." Bro, I about lost my freaking mind. People got to understand something too. Back in the day, movie stayed in the movie theater for depending on its popularity. Movie would stay in the movie theater for at least seven months. And then it was they like you probably won't get it to come on VHS until a, a the year later. Like so a year if, later, you just they right. just don't know, and we yeah. didn't get trailers that you could rewind on YouTube. We just had commercials, mm -hmm. and you had to catch the commercial when it came on. If you didn't catch it, you gotta wait. Hopefully, you catch it next time, unless you go to the movie theater and then they show. It. And I didn't really go to the movies that much back then. I saw Rathacon and Gremlins. I'm I'm telling my age right now. Top secret. Hey. <laughs> but i seen those two movies and I don't I couldn't tell you what else I saw between that and seeing uh what Mrs. Doubtfire at the Dollar Theater right so I can't tell you what I saw cause you know what I'm saying different times man different times and people don't know the Dollar Theater is a theater where um They'll show movies that's been in a the movie theater that's just about to be released on VHS or, or DVD or Blu-ray. And they'll put it... Speaking of which, I got to pick up Guardians of the Galaxy. Sorry. There you go. No, no, go and pick it up. I pre-ordered pre, pre Guardians of the Galaxy. I go, got to go to Best Buy and go get it. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and by the way, y'all, yeah, we were, we're, me and Alex talk about this all the time. We're all about the physical media, man. Keep that going, man. Because it's so man. funny. I, I watched... I watched the... um. I always love to hear point people's points of view about that whole thing. And um, there's this one guy who was saying it's not disappearing. It's not, it's not becoming extinct, but it's more uh, becoming a niche. 
a niche, yeah. a niche. Or obscure. You know what I'm yeah. Niche, niche, who, one of them. One of those, you know, and, and I, I kind of agree with that. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't I don't think it'll ever totally be extinct. But what I will say is that um, I think that like and I say I say this it might sound crazy it might sound a little crazy I think certain studios should like pull back some of their library from some of these streaming services and like you know uh, and 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 you know and and you know and those streaming services can still stay in existence but you know and and show, and show their yeah. exclusive content but then you know yeah. I, I'm off this must sound crazy and I I, I know whatever I'm I, hey, if they need to bring back video stores or whatever, bring them back. I I just miss that man. I miss going to the video store, looking around, seeing what I want based off the cover art. You know what I'm saying? Right. I call me old fashioned, but that built up the anticipation. You know what I'm saying? I think and that's then also, a base human instinct, though, like that hunter gatherer thing. That's like a base human instinct to yeah. go out and get. See, ordering it in the instant gratification. That's that's dope and anything because of the convenience. But I think yeah. that it's, it's going to come to a point where people are going to want to go back out and get stuff. Remember when we were locked in with, with you know, with the pandemic and whatnot? Uh, everybody was yeah. relieved to get back out and go. And I think that's going to come around. We're going or we're going to end up like them fat people in Wally. You know what I mean? Not body shaming, but uh, the people bro. in Wally, they couldn't get up out of their chair. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. you know, you got to keep your yeah. mobility. Yeah, yeah, man. Keep your mobility as best you can, man, because health is well. You know what I mean? Hey. Be happy and love yourself. But, you know, at the same time, you know, take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Make sure, you know, I, you, can, you can support and continue your happiness. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think I think about that a lot, man, because, like, um, don't get me wrong. <laughs> like most of most of the country, Amazon is awesome, bro. I mean, it's Amazon. convenient. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, and actually, sometimes it's actually, you know, uh, at, not all the time, but it's better to order from Amazon than actually going to the store. Sometimes it's cheaper and then vice versa, you know? Yeah. But when it gets to it, like, it's like everything is just like. It's and Everything. And it's, there's, there's no joy. It's, it's like, and we talked about this, this before. The adventure and accomplishment is not there because, I mean, it's dope. I like getting packages in the mail. That's dope. But also, I like to, because, you know, I'll be buying the, the Transformers, the 86 uh, series Transformers and whatnot. And it's just right. a, a feeling. I can see it on Amazon and go order it now. But it's just that, aha, when I turn the corner on the toy aisle and I see what I'm looking for right there. I see my Optimus Prime, my Grimlock, you know, right there on the shelf. And it's like, yo, I'm going to cop this. There's, that's you just a Grimlock. Sorry. Right. That's just a, uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Matter of fact, Snarl just got, got released. Snarl just got released um, this month. I got to go look for him. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Yeah. I ain't going to I wanted to be on a podcast, the video, because I wanted to show off my Ninja Turtle toys. Like a little kid wanted to show off my toys. Man, dude. Those actors are the They are dope. I ain't took them out of the box yet. I'm, um, I want to, and I want to play with them. But then I'm like, the, just the adult in me and then the kid in me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I just got the shredder with the battle damage across his chest when Leonardo jumped and slashed him with them two katana blades and blood went flying everywhere. And I was just like, how old was I? 10, 11? 11, 11-year-old 11 me was traumatized. Not as bad as with Transformers the movie, but I was slightly uh, traumatized. Yeah, that's that's a whole different bag of cats right there. Is that, yeah, that, that movie? But we need to keep physical media yeah. because digital, you don't own it. You're licensed in it. And then it's linked to the internet. Because I remember I had some months ago, I had trouble with my with my uh, Internet service provider because my Internet got wrapped up into my rent. And so, you know, but the cable company was still charging me and the rent company was charging me for the same Internet. And I had a problem oh. with it. And the Internet company kept cutting my Internet off like for like a month. They kept I would have to call them, stay on the phone for like two hours. They turn it back on the next day. They turned it off again and I would have to stay on the phone for another two hours. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes they cut it on, sometimes they wouldn't. But during that season, I couldn't access any of my digital media because I buy the movies that come with the digital code. And so, you know, I would oftentimes just use the digital code and file away the disc. You know what I'm saying? And so I couldn't watch any of my digital media. 
You know what I mean? And it's like, yo, I, I can't access anything. None of my streaming services, except like on my phone right. or whatever. But, you know, and, I couldn't use my Wi-Fi. And not only that is not only that, and 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 Netflix is, and after this, we're going to wrap it up. But um, and and Netflix is notorious for doing this. They'll have a movie on, and then like you like when you itching to want to watch it, it's gone. It like I really want to watch the original trilogy before watching, you know, the movie Mutant Mayhem, and then well, it's gone, and they won't tell you nothing. I mean, they'll kind of wow, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it, it was it's gone. And they'll be they'll go to another streaming services or whatever, or whatever you know. And that that gets a little annoying. But look, that um, is we've been, tiring. We've been talking for a minute. It's been great. I love this um, uh, scatterbrain hour. You know what I'm saying? Featuring Alex. Uh, thank you for you know. I know super. we like uh, super super dynamite. But now, nah, nah, <laughs> nah, nah, just to let people know, like I, I literally called Alex. I was like, hey, um, are you are you up? And then he's like, what's up? Said, Can we do like a little scatterbrain hour? And he, he was cool enough to do it. You know what I'm saying? Cause I know you got a lot going on. So thanks, man, for doing uh, it. I rolled over and wiped the eye boogers out my eyes and checked the time yeah. on my phone and sent the message. It was like, huh, what's going on? <clears throat> what's up, everybody? Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, shout out to Alex, man. Um, if you like this and you want to get more uh, unedited uh, conversation like this, we, me and Alex and I, we talk about th- like this all the time. Um, just let me know. Spe- uh, special delivery show 86 at gmail.com. Uh, let me know what you think about this. Let me know what you think about our previous shows as well. I really love to hear from you. Uh, also, I have like at least 30 minutes more of the conversation that we've had. And um, if you want to hear more of that, let, let me know. Um, and uh, that's it. Peace.